Good morning, and thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Rev. Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on social media and visit our website, crossroadsministries.webador.com, for our monthly devotionals, platforms, and more. This is the Welcome of Faith Podcast. This is Mark Hawks. I thank you so much for joining us here again today. I want to begin in the 19th chapter of the book of Acts. The Apostle Paul on his third missionary journey. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. He said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. Verse 5, And when they had heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them, came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about twelve. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your truth. We thank you, Lord, for the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, today that you have sent forth the gospel of Christ to save all men. Heavenly Father, we pray. Bless the reading of your word today. We ask it as we always do in the name of your mighty Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So the Apostle Paul comes unto these disciples just as Aquila and Priscilla encountered Apollos in the previous chapter. And the Bible says that they took Apollos. Apollos was mighty in the scriptures. He was he was fervent in the spirit. He was knowledgeable. He nothing wrong with what he preached. He just knew only the baptism of John, just as these disciples did. And the apostle Paul, he lays his hands upon them, and he asks them, "What uh, baptism were they baptized?" They had limited knowledge, knew only of the baptism of John. And the apostle Paul lays his hands upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. And it was about twelve men. The uh, Aquila and Priscilla took Apollos, the Bible says in verse 26 of the 18th chapter, and they took him aside. And he was not doing anything wrong. They just took him aside and said unto him and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. You know, in the book of Acts, in the fourth chapter, this is after Pentecost, and I'll get to Pentecost here just in a minute. I want to go to the second chapter of the book of Acts, but I want to read this right here in verse 4, verse 31. Now, this is after Pentecost. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. And you say, Brother Martin, why did you read that? Well, because the modern-day Pentecostal movement is involved in shake, rattle, and roll, but not a whole lot of power. And I say that from experience. I don't mean to be critical. What I mean is that notice the place where the disciples were. It didn't say they shaked. And it says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And what did that do? What did that produce? They spoke the Word of God with boldness. A lot of preachers just can't. They don't have any backbone. They don't have any Holy Ghost backbone. They don't have any, they don't have any uh, gospel. It's kind of like politicians. You can hear a politician explain something, and when you get ask yourself what he gets to explain it, has he answered the question? Nine times out of ten, he's never even explained. He's never even answered the question. I mean, think of it. I mean, there are masters that say they can talk for five minutes answering a simple question. It's a yes or no question. 
And they spend five or 15 minutes uh, explaining, and they never even answered the question. It's the art of deception. It's the art of avoiding answering the question. So we go here to the book of Acts. The book of Acts, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about, first of all, I'm going to talk about the known tongue. The known tongue. Second chapter of the book of Acts. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one accord in one place. Jesus said, Go ye and tarry in Jerusalem till you be endued or endowed, whichever one you want to say, endowed with power from on high. Verse 2, And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and set upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Verse 7, And they were all amazed, saying one to another, Behold, are not these Galileans? Verse 8, And how... Now we hear every man in our own tongue. This is a long tongue. The people that observed them, different nations, different nations, different nations were there. All nations were there observing what was happening on the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem. Well, what nations? What it says right here in, in verses 9, 10, and 11. Asia, other names that I can't pronounce. Egypt, I can pronounce that. Libya, I think that's Libya. And Cyrene, and strangers of Rome, and Jews, and proselytes. Verse 11, Cretes and Arabians. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. Verse 8, we hear every man in our own tongue wherein we were born. Verse 12, And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this right here on the day of Pentecost when the church was born? This is the day the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, as, you know, somebody says, you better say the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, same thing. The third person of the Trinity. This is a known tongue on the day of Pentecost, the day that the New Testament church is born. This is a known tongue. They all heard them speaking in their own language. Not an unknown tongue, a known tongue. They heard everybody speaking in their own language. Jesus said it in St. John chapter 16 before our Lord Jesus went to the cross. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth that it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you. What is he? The Lord Jesus called him the Comforter. The Lord Jesus called him the Spirit of truth. And the Lord Jesus said that he will guide you in all truth, and he shall not speak of himself. Well, that goes up against the grain of the feel-good church. I need to talk about me. I want to see what's in it for me. When the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you in all truth. He shall not speak of himself, but he shall glorify me. Christ said, he, he shall glorify me, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3, No man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. The Apostle Paul said in the love chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. On the day of Pentecost, it was a known tongue. We continue on here, and I come here to the second, and that's the unknown tongue. Now, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, the Apostle Paul talks about the unknown tongue. Verse 2, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him, how be it, in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. And the Apostle Paul says in that same chapter, verse 5, I would that you all spoke with tongues. And he raises and asks this question here, talking about the unknown tongue. For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, who shall prepare himself to the battle? And he goes on down here, 
still speaking about the unknown tongue. Verse 13, Wherefore laid him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Verse 18, he says, I thank my God that I speak with tongues more than you all. Verse 19, Yet in the church I had rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice I might teach others also. Now, if I was speaking right now in an unknown tongue, you wouldn't be able to understand me. I speak English. I don't speak very good English. Somebody say I have a southern draw and say, uh, if you go up north, they catch you on that. You know, they know they know you're from the below the Mason-Dixon line. But if I was speaking in, a, in, a, in another language, you wouldn't be able to understand me. I would not be able to communicate with you. I had rather speak, the Apostle Paul said, I had rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice I might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. Then he goes on and says in verse 23, talking about uh, the unknown tongue. If therefore the whole church be come together into one place and all speak with tongues, and there come in those that are unlearned or unbelievers, will they not say that you were mad? Yep, that's what they'd say. And the Apostle Paul goes on and talks about verse 27. If any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two, or at the most by three, and that by course let one interpret. Verse 28. But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the churches, and let him speak to himself and to God. Now, still speaking about the unknown tongue. Verse 32. The Apostle Paul writes and says, And the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets. What in the world does this mean? Well, verse 33. Let's read this. Do you agree with this? I believe this. I'm a Bible-believing preacher. I'm a Bible-believing Christian man. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. God is the author of what? Not. He's not the author of confusion. Who is the author? He's the author and the finisher of our faith. The last thing that the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he says in verse 26, the last line in verse 26, let all things be done unto edify. Edification is to instruct, improve, enlighten, and to inform. So replace that and say, let all things be done to instruct, to improve, to enlighten, and to inform. That's, that's a good thing. Then the Apostle Paul says in verse 32 and 33, he makes it very clear, and the spirits of the prophets are subject to the prophets. Verse 33, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. The Apostle Paul said, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. The Bible also tells us, and we all know, we all quote this all the time, that God is not given to us. God has not given to us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The Apostle Paul also said, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14, For the love of Christ constraineth us. And then the last thing, everything that we do is supposed to edify the body of Christ, to bring glory to God and edify the body of Christ. And the Apostle Paul gives some more good advice here in the last verse, verse 40 of this chapter. He says, Let all things be done decently, decently and in order. So thank you so much for being here with me today. We'll continue here in the 19th chapter of the book of Acts with the Apostle Paul in Ephesus on the next podcast. May the Lord richly bless you in Jesus' name. Until the next time.
Thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Reverend Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Podcasts air every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on Facebook for all the latest updates. And if you would like to partner with Crossroads Ministries and Walking by Faith, consider donating through our Anchor or Spotify platforms. If you have a prayer request, you may message us via the Facebook Messenger app and all requests are kept private. Because we walk by faith, not by sight, we hope that this message has touched your hearts and your homes this Sunday.